Well then, oh! I am your host, Adam Jamail. And I'm Aaron Schroeder. This is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web, Sphere. And Aaron, I got next to nothing to freaking talk about, my man. Well, that's a damn shame, bro, because I watched no sports either. I don't even know what's going on. I was really hoping you'd have something. Oh, boy. I mean, I did watch some sports. Yeah, I watched some sports. Sure. I watched some uh, college basketball, some fun stuff there. I watched those those lovely Peacocks, St. Peter's Peacocks lose, unfortunately. I was really rooting for them. Oh, uh, I watched NBC the uh, fan over here, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Arkansas you know, lose. That's tough. Mm-hmm. it is March 31st, mm-hmm. the final day of March Madness. Hey, well, not quite. It's weird. March Madness is so weird. But it goes into the very beginnings of April, I would say. Or maybe not. That is Listeners. absolute madness, my friend. <laughs> I mean, maybe it isn't. Because by the time you get into April, it's the final four. And that's not quite madness. That's just two. That's three basketball games altogether. Adam, you could say March Madness mm-hmm. leads to April's Fools. Sure. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, I've always <laughs> believed that. Some would say, actually. Uh, so for the men's side, we got Duke versus North Carolina. That's as blue blood as you can get. I mean, that is classic. this is it. This is the final games. This is the final four. Yeah. Oh, Duke final versus four. North Carolina, and then we got Villanova versus Kansas. Uh, Kansas so, is obviously taking that one. Yeah. Well, Kansas is a one seed. Villanova's two seed, Duke is a two seed, and then North Carolina is an eight seed. So I guess you could say they're kind of an underdog there. But then again, it is but North historically Carolina. that's a basketball oh, yeah. school, is it not? Oh yeah, they're very talented. Obviously, they're ancient rivals against Duke, so that is kind of fun that, that they're is going fun. against each other. Uh, for Coach K's, like, uh, I mean, it's a big game for Coach K. It's his final season. He's retiring. UNC beat them earlier. Personally, I'm just rooting for whatever embarrasses Coach K the most because I don't really like the guy. Is so he I a hope bad he loses. Dude? Um, that's kind of up in the air. It, it may be like I don't. I haven't heard of much like cancelable things about Coach K. He's morally ambiguous. Seems like a dick. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't like the way he talked down to Dylan Brooks after we beat his ass in the uh, March Madness so long ago. But um, and he and he recruits some, I mean, some truly truly atrocious players over the years that have been very uh, easy to hate. But I don't know. It's just hmm. kind of like rooting against the Patriots, you know. Oh sure, or the why not? Yeah, but They're also at the same good. time, Duke has got that same level of wait. Is he the coach for Duke or the coach for North Carolina? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's the coach for Duke. That's right. Yeah, Which screw Duke. Duke. Yeah. Like, they got so many accolades. Yeah, screw them. Who cares? So we're not rooting for him. We're not rooting for him. But I'll tell you this. All this madness is going on. Possibly the most mad thing is, Aaron, I was bashing you on your picks for our, our bracket tournament. I wasn't, However, I wasn't very good. I kind of I, was, I shot from the hip and it turned out maybe you were right to make fun of me because it was bad. Well, that's true. However, in the men's side, you still got, if Kansas makes it to the championship game, which is very possible, you've got a shot of up to third place, which is pretty damn <laughs> impressive. And not only that, this is the Wait, sad part. I'm locked in. Uh, I'm locked in at 13th place. <laughs> And I, I'm not going any further. I may oh, slide back, stup- but stupidity strikes again, y'all. Yeah. When the yeah. when the curdled cream rises to the top, Aaron Schroeder mm-hmm. has a chance of getting top three. That's beautiful. That being said, our real contest was the women's basketball tournament, right? And and we already know how that went. Um, I am in fourth place currently. Have a mm. potential to get I don't know up to third, maybe. It's really a race between uh, uh, listeners of the show, Cassandra, aka Sandy Sandwich, and Chris Stinky, who has won in the past. So you got to watch out for that. Um, but I have beaten you in that, which means, of course, we will be covering a movie. Of my choice, right? And have you chosen? I have chosen. Are you? Are Do we you ready? Want to reveal that this week? I'll, we I'll, teased it last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Do we want to further that tease and keep the foreplay alive? Uh, Aaron, because I am out of moves, I want to end the foreplay. Now, the reason why that is, is because, like I said at the top, ran out of stuff to talk about. There is a, I mean, we got some stuff to talk about, sure. But uh, <laughs> any, any kind of information that seems slightly interesting, I would love to uh, bring up here. So what do we have? I would like to reveal oh, the shit. movie that we will be covering. And I want to do it in a trailer. Uh, Aaron, have you, are you aware of the movie Without Limits? No. 1998's Without Limits. Well, does it have you, Adam Sandler? Mm, no, I wish. Then I've I never wish. seen it. It's got a Billy Crudup, though. Don't know who that is. Uh, well, Dr. Manhattan, ever heard of him? No. Well, here we go. Here's the trailer uh, for 1998's Without Limits, a movie we will be covering on our Patreon. Oh, boy. We'll eventually come to the free feed, but yes, early release on the Patreon. Here we go. I'm Steve uh... Steve Prefontaine. Mary Marks, nice to meet you. He ran against the rules. 68% more energy to leave than to fall. Yes, bro. He's in control of the race. He questioned every belief. Your need to take the lead from the start cost you a good six seconds. You don't want to win? I don't want to win unless I know I've done my best. And with the world at his feet, there seemed no limits. Are they saying the rules, Harry? Good day. Oh. To how far he would go. They're only in car. Wow. Go, border. We can always try to tell them to stop. The Quack 12 Podcast presents. I want to have. I want to tear down the walls. Is that the guy from uh, Breaking Bad? Billy Crudup? I don't know. No, no, no. That guy? That's Donald Sutherland. What happened to his mustache? Sometimes he didn't have it. Without limits. Wow. There I you go. It. There you what go. What a great gonna... pick. This is like the teacher um, on a day where it's like, I got nothing to talk about. Yeah. Um, there you go. We're going to watch this movie that's very historically inaccurate, most likely, but this will teach you something about history. Something Are you about. telling me there's not historic documentation of him having conversations with Donald Sutherland <laughs> overlooking a beautiful valley at a picnic table? I mean, there, there was. Probably, I'm sure there was because he got Bill Bowerman. He had beautiful land available. I'm yeah. sure they had some discussions. So yeah. shit, we can't talk about it yet, can we? We just now we know what we're going to be watching to talk about later. Yeah, I tell you, I've seen this movie before, but it was many, many years ago, and I figured, hey, this is a great way to teach Aaron about the one, the only Prefontaine. Talk about it now. We're not talking about the movie with Jared Leto. The no other movie Steve Jared Leto should be talking movie. about. Yeah, I was thinking about going that one because I never seen that one. But it's like, God damn, I, I hate that Jared Leto. But who knows? I, maybe we'll cover that one in the future. Very quickly, since you brought him up mm -hmm. this morning, I did read a headline from <laughs> IndieWire about. I didn't read the article because he sent in his semen again, Leto. To but yeah, about the Morbius. Mm -hmm. And they, the basically the headline said, "This movie sucks more than just blood." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pulitzer, right there. That Boom. is great. That is great headline. I heard that movie sucks. No one's seeing it. It looks stupid as as hell. Can I tell you my truth? Mm -hmm. I think the only thing Marvel actually had for it was Robert Downey Jr. Chris Hemsworth. Hmm. Everything about all the Marvel movies, they're not good. Mm. None of them are good. It's just you've got two very one beautiful slash handsome men. We got a Martin Scorsese over here, everybody. Yeah, thank you. You're right. <laughs> and uh, they're just, it's just they're very charismatic dudes. Those two mm. guys, I believe, single handedly carried the Marvel stuff. Because what about Pratt? You gonna throw Pratt in there? 
No way. <laughs> I'll say that this. dude. You yeah. know, there was a band, I think it was DC Talk or Audio Adrenaline, mm-hmm. who had a song called Jesus Freak. Mm. This guy makes them look like they don't even believe in Jesus. That I can't trust him. It's I just something that. about the the weird and wild ways of which he's turned. I I can't handle. Yeah, it is pretty annoying when you're supposed to be like, oh, I'm the fat, funny guy. And you're like, no, I'm a ripped, boring guy now. Just like all those other ripped, boring dudes. Okay, I'm going to talk smack. Is this Pratt talk? Is this Pratt? Um... No, okay, this good. is Nanjiani talk. Nanjiani? We watched that Immortals movie. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, Camille. I don't know that he did very good. You're like, who is this Camille? This is not the Camille I love. Yeah, and also, to be fair, bad movie. Terrible oh, script. Yeah. You can't I, act your way out of a bad script. Seemed so boring. That movie seemed incredibly boring. And not a Hated single it. duck in it. Therefore, I'm out. Yeah, not even Howard the Duck. I know he's <laughs> DC, I think, but maybe he's Marvel. I think he is Marvel. Yeah, Aaron, he showed up in some little extra thing at the end of a credit at some point. I agree with Marvel overall. I will say I'm pretty, I'm pretty like light on the whole. Like I don't hate Marvel. I'm also not a huge Marvel fanboy. Right. I'm not really watching the TV shows. Uh, I watched like WandaVision. I thought that was fun. I like the okay. season. Um, it's always very like you know like for the masses. Yes, like, really dumbed down. There's there's never like a fear of like oh my favorite character may die. It's very rarely that. Well, um, because I, if you kill mm-hmm. a character. You're going to have the whole of Twitter mad at you. And apparently in Hollyweird, the one thing you can't do is have a fan be mad at you. No, you can, however, walk up to a stage and slap a man. Oh, brother. Yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. Isn't that the craziest shit you ever seen? I mean, not really, but it's up there. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely crazier. Uh there's probably better ways of handling that situation. Yeah. Hey, it's 2022. <laughs> There's no need for like this arcane level of male masculine chivalry that mm. is not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also let Jada handle her own shit. If he wants to go talk to Chris Rock about it, let her do it. Let her She's slap the one him. who didn't care. And yeah. having fully dissected the footage, mm-hmm. Will Smith is out there laughing. Oh, Jada yeah. Side eyes him. Slow, like it looks like it's an eye roll of I don't like Chris Rock right now. That's not good a good eye roll. Joke. It's a good eye roll. We got to give it. Yeah, that it's really. a killer eye roll that ends on a look at Will, who's mm-hmm. kind of laughing, and then immediately is like, "Oh shit!" The woman who I barely have a marriage with anymore that is continuously on the rocks. <laughs> I better make sure I with I hold these few strands together. Have you heard no. the joke? Uh, have you heard people call him Hancock? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's funny, people. We can make fun of him because he's a millionaire. Yeah, it's also like, uh, ooh, I don't want to get into too much of a political thing about what comedians should and should not be allowed to do, but uh, you know, it's the Oscars. We allowed Ricky Gervais and that other dude mm-hmm. who made the cartoon show. Lambast oh, oh, yeah. everyone to no end. Family guy, sudden, this dude, black yeah. guy gets up there, and one joke goes south, and he's yeah. not allowed to be doing it. Blah blah blah. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. I'll tell you this. Not only that, but um, they. I know the uh, summer of love. Is that what the uh no oh, shit? What was Questlove's documentary? That one best picture. I mean, uh, best documentary. This is the oh, thing. the one was... about the revolution not being televised. The, yeah, yeah. yeah the it... concert in Queens or Brooklyn or Bronx. Yeah. Um. So I know that the dude, one of the producers of that was really pissed at a joke. He's all like, I. he's like, because it was right after that. And he tweeted that he's all like, yeah, fuck Chris Rock. I'm more offended at the joke he said afterwards. Where he was like, "All right, and now for the ne- the you know winners of this, we got Quest Love, someone else, and four white guys." Basically, was the yeah. joke. And the dude was like, "I'm not white. I'm like I'm like South Asian. Like I was like one of the first South Asians to win an Oscar, and all of a sudden Chris Rock. Oh, apparently I'm not. I'm I'm too white for Chris Rock." And he was pissed at that. Um, and you know, like Chris Rock can be Chris Rock's funny sometimes. Sometimes his jokes are real freaking lazy, but. You shouldn't go up and hit people in the face unless you got a football helmet on. Then it's fine. Right. It's on the yeah. field. You know, 
It's I don't know. One. There's too many micro politics oh, yeah. inside of it that being a 40 year old white man. This I is your like, time. There, no, let's hear what you have to say. Be a part of. Let's hear what you have to say. No, no. I, I, I mean, it's just I can it's tell just, you. I Yeah, it's elitist bullshit. All the yeah, exactly. What are you game. crying about? You're crying about being at the very top of your game, making shit tons of money and then being forgotten about in a joke at the award oh. show where you are being, you know, hailed as one of the best. Yeah, that's why that's, you're in that room. A tame ass joke, too. Like, I know she has alopecia. But yeah. like it was a GI Jane yeah. joke as Chris Rock. Yeah, keep my wife <laughs> name out. You fucking yeah. I don't know. Mouth. I also don't care. It was the I only don't care thing either. I saw of the Oscars, and uh, I know like everybody. Yeah, I know that Will Will's probably in a weird headspace. Dude, his there's, movie sucks. There's suck, a lot of dude, factors we... going on, and he's become he's really pushing the narrative of like. Everything about me is dead ass serious now. Yeah. And I have to tell you, dude, I watched a episode of the new Fresh Prince. Dear God, every other line sounds like they pulled it straight from Twitter. And I'm like, there's no way that this show will ever get rewatched after this moment. It is not. It's not rewatchable. It's barely tolerable in the moment. Yeah, no, it's the stupidest thing as hell. Uh, we've actually talked about it on the podcast for some reason before. Oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> but um, it's also like Will Will Smith is the choice in movies that he's been making have just been so safe and boring as hell. Yeah. What is the last good movie Will Smith was in? For real, what is the last good movie? Independence Day? I think that is exactly the movie that came. Men to in mind Black in trilogy. Mind. Well, I actually did think Men in Black Three was not bad. It was not bad. The one where they are, like going, dude. We've talked about this before. <laughs> I swear we've talked this about this. This is where we're at in the Oregon Duck season, you guys. We are re talking so about Men in Black season, 3. Out of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those are our thoughts on Will Smith yeah. and his Oscar. <laughs> I'm shit. sure everyone's already sick of talking about it or sure. hearing about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that being said, Aaron, this is. One thing I don't want you to keep out of your fucking mouth. We got some depressing quacks ball to talk about. Uh, uh, tell me about it, brother. Very depressing. Um, dear Lord. Aaron, what was I saying about the women's basketball team? Late greatest basketball I've been... team of all time. Eh, they were. They were. I was well, saying what you were saying uh, years ago. Yeah, I was saying that <laughs> the the UNESCO days, the Hebrew days. Yeah, but now the post UNESCO era. Oh boy, has been real hard to watch. Honestly, it was um, like there, my flight back from Texas. Turbulent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Um, because what I've been saying is basically because I don't know the offenses looked real hard. Even the defenses had lapses, but the offense has just been non-existent. There's no chemistry quite a bit with this team unless they can one-on-one individually talent you to like just regularly scoring. They're just not going to score. Um, it, it's been real tough to watch. But I've been saying if the team can mainly stay intact and then add future talent then at least that's that's a step in the right direction we're building continuity now niara sabali we were on the fence whether you know she was on the fence clearly it seemed like she had one foot out the door because she like celebrated senior day for example as if she was leaving though she had quotes saying i'm not sure what i want to do yet um she did in fact announce that she's going to the wnba we applaud her for that. We want you to go make your money. We want all yeah, of the go ducks. Mm-hmm. One, I'm glad you're professional officially. Two, mm-hmm. please help the WNBA raise the salary gap to be somewhere closer to men's. Mm-hmm. Three, that's on you. Yeah. Force Nike to only support women's basketball and forget men's basketball ever existed because let's face it, the NBA is a joke filled with people who do nothing but do what I did, which is travel. Do it from <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, so that's what we want for Sabali. Uh, we love you. She was, yes, she ma'am. honestly had a 
fantastic season and was playing through like so much damn contact. Uh, yeah, really great season. But immediately after her announcement, about an hour or so, there was a flurry of uh, of announcements from other members of the team saying they intend to bounce. Wow. Now, namely, let's talk about it. We've got one person was pretty obvious it was going to happen. That is Maddie Shear. Yeah. Now, Maddie Shear is in a relationship with the one, the only uh, Micah Pittman. It's pretty, it's definitely known, like, you know, on, on social media and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know. That's great. Good yeah, for them. Well, there you go. Yeah. No, they seem very nice. Power very, couple. Yeah, totally. Especially while they were at Oregon. It very felt like a you know, yeah. Oregon power couple. But he's gone. That's tough. And it's now so Maddie Shear. Is also gone. Yeah, they're actually like uh, engaged, even. So wow. But, yeah. However, one thing that was a little strange, Michael Pittman. I hope that can stay. Mm-hmm, went over to USC, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Maddie Shear is going to Florida State, so it's not exactly. It certainly isn't just I want to go be with Michael Pittman. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I apologize. Uh, I got Michael Pittman confused with Travis Dye. Michael Pittman is going to Florida State. So it makes sense oh. that Matty Shearer is going to join him. And so it's it's hard to say that. I don't know. that. Like, that's uh, whatever. Like, you expect kind of things like that. Like, life decisions and, and like, yeah, being close beautiful. to family. Yeah. Um, I then, wish him the best of luck. Yeah. I hope that the extreme levels of travel... That they're both <laughs> going to be undergoing doesn't add to any stress or conflict within their relationship. It only helps make their bond grow stronger. Yeah. Well, and, and now they're going to the same school again. So they get to see each other in uh, Tallahassee. Is that where Florida State is? Who knows? Um, is it Gators? No, 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 no. Oh, then I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. It's in Tallahassee. You ever been to Tallahassee? Probably. Tallahassee. Seems terrible. Yeah, I tend to forget all the, the only time I the only thing I think of Florida is we played a show. We were the only touring band. The door guy said we weren't allowed to have any money because it went to all the local bands. Mm. Some local college kids overheard this, said we could crash at their place, forgot to tell us it was a frat and that they were also having oh. a party until the wee hours of the morning. And so none of us got any sleep, although we desperately tried. Oh, and it was a very, very disgusting house. (laughs) I mean, frat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In Tallahassee. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing us and you live in Florida, get the fuck out. Go anywhere else. True. Trying to help anywhere else. Please, please do do your do your mind a favor and let it grow. (laughs) Well, you won't get eaten by a gator. Come on. Come on. Um, So. Moments after that, or I think actually before then, uh, Sydney Parrish, who actually played a pretty similar role to Matty Shearer. Sydney Parrish had some great moments uh, hitting the three at one point in this season, but not Is she going to UCLA? Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know as of yet, but she has entered the transfer portal. Um, yeah, Maddie, so Maddie Shearer was very much more of a defender. Wasn't doing great on the offensive side. Sydney Parrish was supposed to be more of a sharpshooter. Wasn't doing a great job there. Uh, would re- would played a lot of time as a starter, but also was on the was benched for quite a bit. Uh, still though, she is a starter. That is a big loss. And then Kylie Watson, a really promising six foot four forward, who I think I thought played really really well actually, especially as a freshman with Sabali going. It's clear there was a spot that, like, even if Prince gets the starting spot, if they ever won two bigs, Watson was going to be out there. Or Watson would spell her, or maybe Watson would have, I mean, earned more playing time as a starter. Who knows? But not anymore. Watson is out. Dang. And, I mean, it's tough, dude. That is is a lot of losses. Um, And not only that, when you really look at it. So, we had our 2020 class was a huge boon for this program. It was after UNESCO years, you know, and it was like we needed new talent. Um, and the idea was, okay, now that UNESCO's gone, like we'll get players who want to both have, like, you know, like uh, like basically recreate her amazing career, if that's possible, probably not, but like get, you know, uh, approach that level of perfection. But, uh, you know, there's playing time all of a sudden at Oregon and, 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 
this should have been a huge boost for us. And we did get five, five stars is a big program like moment, you know, mm-hmm. out of those five, five stars, I'll start listing them off. Sydney Parrish gone and Angela DeGolic DeGolic. Maybe she left because I could never perfectly nail her name. It's Angela DeGolic. She's gone. She plays for UCLA. Maddie Shear gone now. Of course, she's playing for Florida state. Now Kylie Watson, in the transfer portal. Wow. So the one that is the one five star left from that group, Tahina Pow Pow. Fortunately, she did officially come out and say that she is staying on Twitter. So that is nice. She's had a rough season, but she is talented, clearly. My man, but this is the second season uh, in a row of just unsettling transfers. Now we've had transfers during the UNESCO years. And those would always make sense because it was just like, hey, we got our five starters. They are absolute (laughs) insanely good. And then we got backups that are coming in to spell them. And so some people wanted playing time and that would make sense. That's a healthy thing to happen. Yeah, this is this is players who would have earned starting time leaving again. Now, uh, you remember Taylor Chavez. She was a junior. She wouldn't have been a starter, most likely, is what a lot of people are thinking. She goes over to Arizona. Uh, Jazz Shelley, you remember her? She definitely would have gotten increase in time. She transferred. We also had, like, Taylor Mikesell. Taylor Mikesell, who transferred into the program. Right. Uh, had a pretty bad season, but caught fire late finally was fixing this problem that we've had now for years which is our inability to hit the deep shot more than like you know 30 percent uh she she was starting to catch fire there she decided to transfer and she actually is doing really good where she ended up going she got like 27 points or something Hmm. uh like near that per game uh not per game but she's just killing it she's doing amazing um so i mean there's there's something in the kitchen, something wrong in the kitchen, friend. Uh, I'm a little afraid about whatever the hell's going on with Kelly Graves because you can't develop players that aren't there. Right. And we shouldn't be we shouldn't be reliant on, oh, well, hopefully this next freshman is going to be as good as Sabrina Ionescu was her freshman season. Right. I mean, granted, our recruiting is still doing very well, but we've the problem hasn't been talent. We've had amazing talent. It's that we've looked very mediocre with that talent. And with that well, being said, I want I do want to say this quote too. I mean, we have a quote. Who knows how much this played into it? Who knows who we should be believing? But we got a quote from Kelly Graves here. This is after they lost to Belmont. That was a tough one. First round exit. A good team. Yeah, baby. Team we should be beaten, though. Uh Kelly Graves said. I think at times our players acted and performed entitled. This group hasn't won anything. We haven't won a Pac-12 championship. We haven't won in the NCAA tournament with great depth. If I had to kind of boil the whole season into one word, it's inconsistencies. Daily effort, game production, leadership, coaching. I didn't do a great job. I was inconsistent as well. Same with my staff. So he's, he's falling out coming and saying it. Okay. Not to be cut, I mean, I guess well, power to him, but uh, what are your thoughts on all this? I just threw a lot of information at you. No, yeah, you nailed it. <clears throat> you gave me everything I needed to know uh, that my statement, I was going to say, is true, mm-hmm. which is this. As you said, there's problems in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The ingredients are all top shelf. So if the meal comes out and it still tastes like shit, it's the chef. And the chef needs to own the responsibility. And it sounds mm-hmm. like he's maybe not shouldering enough of the responsibility and maybe blaming his sous chef and his line cooks as well. And then there was a walkout. Because <laughs> as you know, shit seems to always roll downhill. But at the same time, he took a little bit. He should probably take a bit more. I think also it's interesting that his opening remark is that the players are feeling a bit entitled. If that's true, what's enabling that entitlement? Where's that coming from? It's not just you accidentally recruited, you know, 12 psychopaths or sociopaths, you know, you're instilling it somewhere. You're allowing it to manifest. Your job as a coach is to stop that. Yeah. Also, it could very well be his inactivity on the court that's fostering it. The (laughs) fact that he does 98% of the time just sit down there and watch, he's not giving them any guidance or leadership. Meanwhile, his, you know, the people he's going against are screaming 
at their players. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you this much too. Um, like how often did you see UNESCO getting on players? You know what I right. mean? During her run, it was right. Her being like, no, you need to do this. No, you need to do that. Right. Which is one reason why I want UNESCO to, uh, you know, in 20 years when she retires, the greatest WNBA player of all time, come home, to come back and be our coach. Absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you this, man. There was even, I mean, I don't really like this, <laughs> but oh Sabrina Ionescu's dad even had a tweet. Um, just call, like, I don't, I don't actually like this all this much because. Uh, it's like your daughter's not even on the team like how i don't know how relevant is your opinion yeah sorry i'm I'm taking a moment to to find it here you know okay while you're looking for that i will also say because i was thinking about this it's very well possible that kelly graves is a great coach it's just not a coaching style i can relate to because maybe I am ADHD. And so I kind of see things as being like, as soon as I see a problem, I need to fix a problem. Whereas I don't know, he's super, he's like, we'll figure it out through due course, maybe. I don't know. I It definitely seems that. And, and I do think all you, even though it's harsh to judge a coach on like, well, your team hasn't hit the three very well for the last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, because it's like sometimes it's like there's so many things going into that. Exactly. However, what are you going to judge a court on besides on court uh, a coach on besides on court results? And right. Like, and there's so much behind the scenes stuff that they just keep behind the curtains. That all this. I can, yeah, like you said, all I can judge him on is what I see him doing in a game. Yeah. Because press conference is for the press. It's not for the people. It's for you know, making the uh, admin feel better and convincing them that you should be sticking around while also kind of answering these questions that are just the same generic question asked five different ways. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's I not agree. enough intel, but all I can tell is he ain't doing anything. <laughs> well, I got, I got Dan Yanescu's uh, shot right. fired here. Let's pull he this said, up. Oregon is not for everybody. I don't tweet that often. But this time, I want to share my point of view on all of this transfers. I should have said these. If you are soft, Oregon is not for you. If you have a sense of entitlement just because you had some accolades in high school, Oregon is not for you. Um, I don't know. It's The, the main thing is, it's like, what the fuck does Dan Ionescu know about these particular girls and their sense of entitlement. Just what Coach Kelly Graves said. Yeah. So I didn't I realize know. he was neighbors with all of them in high school. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dan, you raised you raised some wonderful kids. I don't know if you should be commenting on on other people's kids right now. <laughs> that to be that but if you think about it, he's equating that the two statements easily equate back to how he raised his kid. No, it's true. Yeah, I mean, he raised raised his kid to make sure she stayed humble. She may be coming home and like spilling some beans on some people. And so he's like, I'm not going to name names here, but I know for a fact. So and so's dad is a real piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Oh, I'll tell you this, Aaron. Um, So. Oregon, once again, is recruiting very, very well. I mean, not as good as Stanford, who has the number one recruit of the 2022 class in Lauren Betts, or UCLA, who got the number two player in the country, Kiki Rice. Yep. Um, or even Oregon State, who got the number six player, Tamia Gardner. However, Oregon has got the number seven player, a point guard, five foot nine from Winton Woods High School in Ohio. Uh, Chance Gray. So, I mean, that is someone we are in desperate need for some great point guards. I mean, pow, pow. She's got that talent. But if we got a freshman that can immediately play, that is hitting their shots, then, hey, put them fucking in there. Um, We got Grace Van Sluten from the IMG Academy in Florida. Six foot three forward. Um, Wow. And those are two five stars right there. Uh, We got a four star from Valley Vista High School. Which is in Arizona. Uh, she's five foot eleven. Uh, Jenna Isai, I'm guessing is how you say that. And then one more four star, Kennedy Basham. Great name, great name. Uh, six foot seven, baby. 
So we know what she's there. She's there to rock the boards. So we got more talent, but the problem has never been not having the talent. It's, right. If we have a similar season, uh, this is kind of how I feel. If we're not competitive in the Pac-12 tournament, I'm not even saying making it to the championship game. If we're not competitive, if we're not competitive for the regular season title, if we're not, uh, if we don't do a good run in the NCAA tournament or don't make the tournament, I feel like Kelly Graves seat. Me personally, I feel like the the heat on that bad boy should be cranked up. I'm not saying like even fire him at the end of next season. You're not. It depends. If we, we were like drought, bro. If we're it, de- it truly depends on how we look. If it's like, well, there's at least improvement here, but we didn't win the Pac-12 and we okay, lost sure, in the second so much round. New talent. Yeah, but if there's some promise, then yeah. But if if it is kind of looking the same thing. I don't know, man. I, I want to have the best women's basketball team in America. That's how I feel. And there are people out there that we could throw a ton of money at Yeah, that may be able to get us better results than Kelly Graves. That's how I feel at this moment. <laughs> Hopefully, he shuts me up. Hopefully, yeah. he shuts me up. I mean, it's just so hard to go from having a team that beat the Olympic USA team Oh, yeah. And who had three players represent the whole of America on a three-on-three tournament in South America? Is that where that happened? I believe so. Panama? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It just makes it... It makes it a tougher pill to swallow because it... I just feel like those things show it's got to be the coaching, right? I I think so. If the only thing that stayed the same is creating a worse product, then it's got to be the coaching. Well, not only that, but it's know. like it's it's like even if you go like, well, these these ladies, they're just entitled. They're entitled five stars. It's all on them. They're just not practicing hard enough. It's like, well, who is the dude in charge of getting the players who has been recruiting, right. who has been like, I want to recruit? It was Kelly Graves. And just it's just like as of right now, if we have to have a Sabrina Ionescu to be elite. Then let's find a different coach because there's one Sabrina Ionescu in this right, world, and she's and in the WNBA. You bring up a now. great point. If he's the one in charge of it, I mean, you know, he's talking to the high school coaching staff and being yeah. like, "What do I need to know about this person?" Yeah. And if they're going, "Oh, well, they're hellaciously entitled," and he's like, "Oh, okay," then you're not allowed to use that as, as an excuse down the line because you knew it the whole time. That's well, no it's- longer on the table for you to utilize. Is it and it's also like is it entitlement or is it like yeah these these late like you look at Maddie Shear I feel like it was a talent assessment failure a lot of times for Kelly Graves like or maybe it was like yeah this is a defensive star are you gonna say she's entitled because she didn't all of a sudden become a breakout offensive candidate she's not out there just like draining mm-hmm. threes. Because it's just like, I don't know. I, I, think I don't know. There either. is some possibly with talent assessment. There could be a problem there. Um, I, think, I don't know. And this is this is the beauty of the podcast format is that we're allowed just to speculate willy nilly yes. with zero consequence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and then we get to go. Well, I don't know. I'm not there. They don't let me in. Yeah, it's a total. It's a wild west. It's literally the wild west right now. I feel like. It goddamn is. Uh, tough times for women's basketball at the moment. Totally. I don't know what to say. I asked for uh, questions online. One person, one one fine person hit me up uh, yeah. by the name of, oh, who's this? James Voss at Who's the Voss? What? what? W-H-O-S-T-H-E-B-O-S. As I like to call question. him, Mr. Miracles. Mr. Miracles. What made the NFL draft industrial complex turn so hard against KT? Talking about Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. He, went, he dropped down to like six or seven seed or some shit. All right. Yeah. A pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he's a lot of people just shitting all over him. Um, I'm not quite sure. I, I think, I mean, most likely, I think what it really comes down to is going to be a huge talking point of he was injured quite a bit. That's going to be it. Um but I also, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Sure. And this comes from my uncle, aka Uncle Bubba, because yes, I am from the South. Mm-hmm. He is an Arkansas Razorback fan. Okay. So he has no affiliation or 
affectation towards Oregon either way, right? If it's not the Razorbacks, he doesn't give a shit. Okay. Suey. But what he said was that from, and he also, he is a big time college sports guy. He loves it. Mm-hmm. And what he said is it just looks like the teams that are in those first few picks, that's just not a position they care all that much for. Well, and yeah. so well, it's really just come down to that. It's just not a crucial position for those lowest teams to make sure they're filling in gaps. I'll I'll tell you, defensive end that that can be a real game changing position uh, for like if you're talking about like one player that affects the game. It's like QB and like a lot of times a pass rusher. But I get that some teams are pretty set. I haven't actually looked at the draft order. I mean, we got like the Jacksonville Jaguars right. here. We got a, a Detroit I mean, Lions. Houston. You know, if everybody's looking for strong safeties, wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks, of course, a defensive end is going to get downmoded. Downmoded? Well, I mean, you sh- usually defensive end, that's someone that can go up high. I'll tell you this, though. Well, maybe he's You're- still going to go up high, and this is all just a ruse, my dear boy. Well, there's Everybody's a lot of like, reports. oh, no, 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 we're not interested in him. And then everybody oh. else goes, oh, there must be something wrong. And then the draft happens and bang, he's gone in the first round. I like that. I mean, I'm you looking know? at an article right now. Um, from Mind games. That says reports from unnamed NFL scouts. Yeah, that's right. Painted Thibodeau as selfish, lazy, and not committed enough to football. Wow, that sounds racist as fuck. Because <laughs> if there's three things I know about him from doing a massive deep dive on his history that mm. never got aired, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I just that did. is not <laughs> too many hot takes. He is 100% a team man. Yeah, I think this is uh, slander. Be Superman. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there was also that like whole like during the national championship game interview thing where he like miss spoke and said uh you know there was a stigmatism against Oregon football when he met stigma so that that did hurt a little bit but I I feel like it's I mean it's all these things are stupid and arbitrary like yeah it, it's just like I don't know so many teams just dying over some like white mediocre QB that they're gonna like be so thrilled to draft you know, over before cave on Thibodeau it's also like, why don't you go peek out Richard Sherman, one of the greatest football players of all time, who is very outspoken and probably a thorn in everyone's side. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. I don't know. Look at Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I, I, I think it's clear. Uh, I don't know. Uh, some some team's going to be very lucky to get Kayvon Thibodeau and he's going to use fuel. Oh, I'd love it. I want Dude, everyone I- to not think about him anymore so that Pete Carroll can do what Pete Carroll does and finds diamonds. I don't even know who the fuck is. is Baker Mayfield going to be their quarterback? Who knows? But uh, the white dude, <laughs> yeah, Ford white dude. or something, Fort. I don't know. Drew something. Drew or samples something. Drew. or whatever. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, my my man, I yeah, that's don't count out Thibodeau. Is all I got to say. I've seen the man do amazing Never. things. I, I feel like it was just that last little bit where he was injured. That was just not the highlight tape. How many people watched any fucking Pac-12 game? All these freaking NFL scouts. But then again, it was like, he was injured for the Ohio State game. You put him in there, you get some highlights from there. I think that could change a lot. I don't know. Ooh, look at that. Uh, Pete Carroll gives... Oh, I, I, I thought there was a... Coach Pete Carroll talks with Colin Kaepernick. Right. Uh, Kaepernick but... came up for a practice, I do believe. Oh, talks with Colin Kaepernick have not progressed, is what it says. Right. We're not a Seahawks podcast, though. I just no. Shout and out I to Ugo that. I don't think Kaepernick is coming. And if he does, no. he'll be second string at best. He's not a good... The unfortunate thing is I don't think he's a very good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, a lot of... I mean, he hasn't played in forever. It's kind of crazy. In a few years. And when he was on the 49ers, the Seahawks had his number all the time. Mm-hmm. That is true. Just Legion, what it is. Legion of Boom, baby. Um, what can I say? It's been a depressing, rambly episode, but uh, some people really love those kind of episodes. It's a bummer. I mean, episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I will say, okay, here's a, the last little bit of news that I thought was really fun. So now we got the spring game. You know I love those spring games, baby. Amen. Uh, that's coming up next month. Will now, you be there? I will be there. I requested the day off. 
I'm hell yeah being there oh yeah now one thing i really liked about it is that they're getting some coaches of oregon football players of oregon football just just legends legends of the game and they're getting four players very awesome famous players to come back and coach these teams for the spring game we got d anthony thomas that is right the black mambo one of the greatest, the one, the one of the speediest, if not the speediest duck to ever play the game. We've got Eric Armstead. That is right. NFL great right now playing for them. I believe 49. It's been a while. Uh, I think the 49ers great, great player uh, was on, you know, the national championship team. Fantastic guy. We got probably my personal could be my favorite. Could be my favorite duck of all time. Could be. I'm really thinking about it. It's a tough one. The Meotes? La Michael James, baby. La Michael James is coming back. And then we got the one, the only wonderful guy. Hello, Tinata. Hello, wow. Tinata. So I, is I'm this a common thing that I just wasn't aware of is to have past players come back to coach because it's shits and giggles? A lot of a lot of uh teams programs like have done that. We have done that in the past too, but not regularly. It's not okay. every year. Not every year. Usually you just do your coaches. Usually like the running backs coach is going to be the OC for this side and the defensive coordinator is going to be, you know. That's usually right. what it is. Um but Cuz it really is yeah. just a, it's a press day really. It's it's like oh. a showcase of fun for that's, every school that's all it is and it's just like the end of the practice and it's just to show like to give a little bit more stakes to a practice too to be like okay this is going to be more of a game situation so right. i mean try to do your best try to blow it out but at the same time they're like barely tackling you, right. know? you don't want to hurt each other they're not allowed to sack the quarterback they're doing like two-man touch for the sack in the quarter so like yeah whatever what would you do if in the game of NCAA football, mm -hmm. it was changed to flag. Hate it. I, I need the hitting. <laughs> I've played flag football and it's very fun, but uh, yeah, I'm not watching flag football. Buddy. Oh, that's too bad because I had I a do. great idea, but I won't do it now. Mm -mm. So keep that idea out your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We love it. Uh, thank you. We love it. What's your favorite Will Smith? We'll end. We'll end on this note. What's your favorite Will Smith movie? What do you think is the best one? We already covered this fifty or you know forty eight <laughs> minutes ago. I said Independence Day. Well, what, no, what, you, that was the last good one. I'm saying what is the best one in your opinion? Oh, I got it in my head. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, because I was I was being like, you know, he's all like super serious now or whatever. But I will say at the time, it was the movie that made me go, damn, Will Smith is a lot more than just like a sitcom mm -hmm. comedian. Uh, was that Six Degrees of Separation? Mm. Really I good. That. Never saw it. Oh, man. Really good. Really if good. I you should check it out. He plays a prep school kid who ends up going to a schoolmate's family's home but the schoolmate is not there and he just hangs out with the mom it's been a long time since i've seen it it's a very interesting story interesting. uh very dramatic very dramatic but like indie art house type vibe mm. does he slap anyone i think there's a slap in it but i don't want to i don't want to say no that, that for sure because it's been a while um, I it will was when say IFC actually played independent films. That's mm, how long ago it was. Not just comedy bang bang reruns or whatever. Dude, uh, they're just Big Bang Theory marathon channel now. Oh, that's like, sad. what happened. They they, so they truly Favreau, sold out. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, I would say the best Will Smith movie, not even a hot take, has gotta be. MIB, Barry Sonnenfeld's Men in Black. That first one was so damn good, so stylish. Best use of Will Smith in there. Please support Will Smith right now. He needs you more than ever. Uh, go watch his shitty movies that are boring and nothing actually dramatic happens usually. And I he, will uh, overacts. 
if I can't say one final thing, I think the funniest thing I heard from the whole Oscars debacle was after the award was given, the presenter, Chris Rock, and the award winners go backstage. Chris Chris Rock is overheard saying, that's the one time you get punched by Muhammad Ali and it doesn't leave a scratch. That's go off the bat. Like you just got slapped in TV and you're that quick. Bro. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I got us tickets to the latest Chris Rock stand-up, so we got to get going. Yeah, um, yeah, bro, this, let's get out there. This has been the Quack 12 Podcast. Please go over to Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast. Follow us there. You can also, if you really want to help us out, if you really, really want to help us out, there's two things you can do. First of all, you can go over to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars like our man Adam Bryan did. Diehard fan. It helps the best, dude. so much. Five stars. Leave a comment. Helps other people find us. And if you really want to help us out, you can donate to this very podcast. You will receive some awesome history episodes in return for your patronage. The way you can do this is going to our website, which is the Quack 12 Podcast or Quack12Podcast.com. There we you will be able to get to our Patreon and see all the wonderful stuff you have there. We got all these price tiers for the for the price of a cup of coffee a yep. month. Yep. You can help us reach our highest goals, which is world domination. We love you all. Next week we got a big episode. Anything to say to the fans here? Yeah, I just also want to say one thing that doesn't get mentioned quite enough and in the correct way, because you do it. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. Wow. Uh, is also on the Patreon is something that I think is maybe my favorite thing we've ever done, which is the Duck D&D, mm. in which we literally created a whole new role play game in which you you can use the rules in which we've created to play as your own team with your friends. And if you go there and listen to how we do it, you'll know how it works. It's a friggin' awesome time if you want to be able to play college sports when there's no college sports. Duck D&D, my friends. Go check it out. It's awesome. I love it. Excellent point. Duck D&D patent pending. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week to wrap up all this crazy basketball March madness or whatever we we got down to. And um, we love you. Go Ducks. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. our fucking mouth out. Oh, wait. I... (laughs) 